guys. Good to see you, Phil. Good to see you, Dave. Hello, boys. <laughs> All good. All good. Well, How are you, Andy? I'm. I'm. You know what we do this, don't we? I'm all right. <laughs> oh, he does that. I'm all right. <laughs> something, something I need to work on that because I don't know how to say I'm not all right. How do we enter it? Mm. Should we, we do? Go on. Well, because sometimes I could say to you guys, "No, I'm not all right," because I know you guys would go, "All right," and you'd listen. And you'd appreciate that it's all right for Dave not to be all right. But for the majority of other people, if I said I'm not all right, they'd be like, oh, no, we can't handle that. Dave's always all right. We can't handle Dave not being all right. And also, the majority of people can't fucking listen. They don't know how to listen. They don't know how to just say nothing and listen. Our listeners do. Well, well, yes, and thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. We appreciate Yeah, sorry, so... I'll change. I'll change that. You guys here do, and our, our loyal listeners, the guys that come back time week after week after week after week, which is which, which is epic. So, so that's why I always say I'm all right. I'm, you know, good day I'm all right, bad day I'm all right. That's just why. Because mm. I think, what's the fucking point in saying no? I'm not. <laughs> so maybe maybe it's just too big a question. Maybe it's just too big a question. Is that you know how are you? It's like how are you feeling? Like you could say, for example, I'm freezing. Well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> so you look cold, Dave. <laughs> Mate, yes, I've had to, I've had to leave my normal recording uh, venue and uh, to a new venue, which is great. So the guys that have let me borrow their venue, which is awesome, it's got the quickest internet connectivity known to man but it's it's like it's a bit like being in a in a bunker in, <laughs> in preparation for the end of the world you're, you're probably in the best place oh, well, uh, to be honest mate. Well, at the moment at yeah. the moment yeah the, oh. the mad thing is is it's a bunker but it's still super connected maybe it's the local uh, cia outpost that they've uh, that they've let me use or mi5 the MI, mi5 operating locally Tell you what, yeah, that'd be the place to be, won't it? Come, come, come the, uh, come the nukes. Oh my word! Just to, yeah. If <laughs> that ever, if that ever happens, guys, I'll be on. To go, come and I'll tell you the hill that I'm going to, and I'll be sat on top of an hill with a well, can of Stella. Do you now remember in the eighties when you used to get little, little sort of brochure through in the adverts? They oh, always yeah. said like, uh, you know, in the event of a nuclear attack, go and sit under a table. Under, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just you're laughing. I had I nightmares as a teenager, <laughs> genuinely, and I still have flashback nightmares about that time. Do you remember when, like, yeah, Frankie yeah. goes to Hollywood as a yeah. number one war and two tribes and stuff? Yeah. And, the, and me the, too. What were the films? Uh, Threads and the Day After Tomorrow, or, or the Day After yeah. and Threads, yeah. really gave me nightmares. Yeah. If that's what they wanted to do, then it, it they succeeded because that mm. was about the. <laughs> Quite relevant, Dave. The Cold War, wasn't it? Pretty much what was going on. <laughs> well, I'm not at war. I'm not at war. <laughs> but I'm he is cold. I am cold. <laughs> <laughs> Happy days. Happy days. Oh, yeah. man, that was 80s, mate. It was like, we had that. The cold, we just sort of climbed out of the Cold War, not us literally, and then it was like, boom, HIV. <laughs> remember those adverts not long after it's like oh AIDS is a thing now and that's going to wipe you all out so but the news cycle is the same thing there's always got to be some epic doom something of doom and gloom because otherwise why would they report on anything good do you know what I mean why why break the cycle and do some talk about good things so they Mm. need the doom and gloom to keep people glued to it and in fear the whole thing's bullshit man get that about the news i mean like those two things you spoke about there they were pretty serious though weren't they, they? Were, you know we, yeah. we were moments away from a from a third world war you know mm. we were looking at mass carnage and you know if it wasn't for the advances in science hiv could have been a worse much worse killer than it was it was a terrible it was time terrible, wasn't it, wasn't you know? it really when you, when you, when you yeah. almost like the weird thing is i don't know when when um when sounds really ignorant, but when 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 I watched um, "It's a Sin," the Russell T Davis show, which is a remarkable bit of telly, you kind of I didn't almost because like the big message was like 
HIV is going to kill everyone if they have sex, basically. And messaging, you didn't... And being the age I was at the time, and maybe the media coverage, you know, the media probably wanted to sort of tell you it's this big, terrible thing, but didn't really want to say about the many, many, many gay men that, that lost their lives in horrible ways during that epidemic. I mean, and the, I, I remember being surprised, you know, and it sounds really ignorant, but I don't, I think it's just the age I was at the time, but, you know, the real impact that had on that community was massive. And I think it was only like, it's a sin and the stuff around that, that made me realize what, what a, what a flipping huge and horrible thing it actually was, you know, cause you had high, your high profile people dying, didn't you? Like Freddie Mercury and, and, um, um, I can't remember who else, Kenny Everett, all these kind of things, but they, they were almost like the outliers with the story about people, you know. I mean, I, th- I think what kind of compounded that was they were made to feel as though it was their fault as well. Mm. I think that yeah. was awful. The way the yeah. media portrayed that as well sometimes, yeah. it's that, you know, who's created this this yeah. this illness? Well, they didn't create it at all. No. You know, it's, it's just, and, it, and it could have affected anyone, irrespective of, you know, sexual preference. It's just... Yeah. Almost as if, like, the gay community was demonised as a as a as a consequence of it. And for me, that was that that was that was heartbreaking. But at the time, as a as a teenager, I didn't understand it at all. No. I just couldn't get my head around it. I didn't understand. I knew what HIV was. I just couldn't understand what the media was trying to tell us. You know, it's it's what is it telling you? Just to don't have sex with anyone or or mm. what? I, I don't know. You see, yeah. I, you know, I think on, on reflection, I can't believe how lucky we are sometimes to, you know, to have avoided so many tragedies. You know, we, you know, that was, you know, potentially a pandemic, and it was, and it ended up not being. We've had a pandemic, and we've we've dodged that one. We dodged the Cold War, Third World War. You know, it's like. How lucky are we to be to be living at this particular time? Except for Dave, who's freezing. You know, he's sub zero, and it's like Scott the Antarctic. Cold War Two, Dave. I'm all right yeah. with cold. I don't mind cold, but you got to keep, keep as long as you're moving in it. You know, keep on moving. Keep so on moving. Soul to Soul song. I'm watching Soul to Soul on uh, Friday night. Ooh. Oh, big concert. Yeah, yeah. The plane oh, yeah. is Stockport of all of all Stockport. It's yeah. New Berlin. Stockport. Won't, uh, won't hear a word against it. <laughs> I've got nothing Steady. against that part. I wasn't going to do, but you know, thanks for your contribution. I'm watching yeah, Soul to Soul, by the way. Keep on moving, yeah. 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 Where where are at? Where are they playing? I don't know. And this front check my tickets on In Friday morning. And this front the Plaza. The Plaza. <laughs> the Plaza. Yeah. yeah. Art Deco classic. Phil Phil's Garden. I think they're playing in. They <laughs> <laughs> go for a drink in the church gate before, and it's famous. Is it? It's famous. Go- oh. Everyone, Google. Well, We've seen this, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that was hilarious. Going, yeah, that was just opposite. Maybe that's where Soul to Soul would be doing a little warm up in the Amazing. church gate. Maybe, maybe the um, the regulars are the uh, backup act. Maybe they're the support act. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who was doing the DJ and the karaoke, maybe that's who's warming us up. Yeah, yeah. Warming Straight us up there, Dave. Is that helping? <laughs> it's not. Look at his face. He's gone blue. He's <laughs> still with us, Dave. I'm still here, boys. I'm still here. Keep on moving. Yeah. Keep on moving. So when, you, when you're saying, like, how are you? I'm all right. Um mm. You know what? When, when I'm talking to you, I am all right. But mm. there are sometimes, particularly when I'm working at home on my own and it's getting quite cold outside, I do feel quite lonely at times. And, it, you know, the things we're talking about now just makes me, I don't know, a little pensive about life at times and the brevity of life. You know, we've, you know, we've, we've, we've ducked and dodged some, you know, some pretty serious times, but not everybody does, do they? No. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. I've worked out, um, last week when we were chatting over WhatsApp, I think I've lost five close people to me over the last 12 months, five deaths. And I was thinking like the, the frequency of it is just increasing and there's no yeah. avoiding it. There's, there is no avoiding it. I've got a big family. I've got a lot of friends. So it's naturally going to happen the older we get, you know? And I know it happens to, to all of us and Phil, you've had some bad news, haven't you? 
Yeah, yeah. Kind of um, about a week ago, I, I, I found out that, you know, uh, a, a friend of mine uh, who was quite close with at a time uh, died very suddenly. And, um, you know, our kind of age. And it made me think a lot. It's been on my mind for... I mean, it's been, been, what, a week or something now, but it's been on my mind pretty much constantly, which is really strange, and I can't, you know, I can't put my finger on that. I think it's just, it feels really cruel for that person and their family, and for that person, ultimately. You know, it, we say, you know, it's, it's a cliche, isn't it? But, you know, if you sort of round about 50 and you, you die suddenly, it's, it is no age. You know, um, so, yeah, I find it quite difficult because I think I've only, in terms of friends or people I've been close to, I haven't lost that many so far. Yeah, I think family is different. And I I, I wanted to talk about sort of losing friends on, on this episode because I think it is something that it's part of bereavement, but we don't, like we often think about family members that, that, that go along the way. Absolutely. And sometimes friends, it's like, I can think of three people probably, um, at, you know, at, um, you know, with, 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 with probably sort of 15 years intervals between, you know, um, that have gone. So, um, Katie, uh, as the most recent example, uh, a guy when I was like 16 or something that we hung out with for a while and the stupid bastard um, split up with a girl, you know, maybe God, what was he, 16, 17 or something like that, and he jumped off a train. Oof. Um, Jesus. Because, uh, you know... Um, which you know, I think even more cruel, isn't it? Because you, you know, it, at that age, it's just a reaction to something that's really not important. You know, it really wasn't important. Phil, why why does this feel different then? Losing a friend over family. It's with family. Um, well, certainly my experience. I'm not saying this is the same for everyone, but in my experience, family. Bereavements have been um, sort of expected, unexpected in the grand scheme of things, but expected. You know, there's a horrible illness, often cancer, you know, or old age. And and you kind of, you know, you prepare for it. You know, you in those sort of circumstances, you, you and, and probably because of the, Friends are close, but your family's always closer, isn't it? Your family you interact with like it every day, even if it's your sort of, you know, expend, extended um, family, you still interact, you know, pretty pretty often with. And I think just the whole thing with fa- with friends is just exactly that, that you kind of, you might have lost touch with people and, you know, you're, your stories that were connected in different ways and different levels, you know, stopped. Again, just relating this back to people I've lost, you know, lost contact with people and weren't hanging out um, at that point. Um, But you still expect that you might walk down the street and bump into that person. And just pick up the conversation. Oh, right. How are you doing? Oh, I've not seen you for so long. Mm-hmm. This. Oh, should we go for coffee? This is happening now. I'm, you know, what are you up to? And that, to me, is the bit that feels sort of like, um, I don't know. It feels like um, that it doesn't have closure in the same way. The, 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 um. the person in the middle of this story is um, a guy that used to be in a band with me years ago like my first proper band and he was called phil um and he was uh you know 
a great character. And he died suddenly in his sort of early 30s. He was playing football and he just sort of caved, you know, collapsed. And it was one of these heart conditions that you would never know you've got until such moment where it manifests. And um, I lost touch with Phil a little bit. You know, we'd been a band together for years and years and years, so we were very close and then started living slightly separate lives. And um, But, you know, again, you, you, it'd still be the fact that you were expecting to sort of meet up or see him in a pub somewhere or do what have you and just pick up the thread as if it was yesterday when you last were there. And um, it's funny, a couple of weeks ago, me, German Frank, uh, who was also in the same band, and our mate Johnny, uh, who's an um, incredibly talented photographer and and and. and and an old, old friend of Phil's, and we, we met up uh, for a pint together for the first time in ages, and we were talking about Phil, and it was just, just it was, br- you know, we talked about everything else until, you know, we got to Phil, and then it was just, we were talking about Phil for the rest of the evening, um, because he was such a great guy, and, you know, and, and little things, sorry, I will shut up in a minute, but th- I, this is how memories start to flood back of people. Remember with Phil, as Johnny was saying, he, uh, he was very angelic. He looked, he looked, he was a choir boy. He had quite a high pitched voice on his, on singing, which, you know, is whatever. And, um, but he, he always looked quite angelic. And I think he was really conscious of that, of that cause he really always really wanted to be sort of the cool dude. So he developed this really heavy smoking um, <laughs> thing. And I maintain to this day, knowing Phil, like he probably was walking past. I, I, in fact, he'd walk past a window and if he had a cig in his, his hand, he'd be looking at himself smoking it, you know. Wasn't doing it for the for the, the thrill of smoking. So anyway, <laughs> it got so bad at one point and we're all like, Phil, you've got to stop. You're a singer, mate, you know. And then as Johnny said... Um, it got so bad that he was so used to having a fag in his hand. Um, but um, I think Johnny went for a brew with him somewhere and he looked down and Phil's got this digestive in his fingers waving it about as if it's a cigarette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, you know, just those memories of going and then going, yeah, that was that person and, you know, all those brilliant daft bonkers things you just you ain't got to see anymore. Um, and it's that feeling that people's stories have stopped before they they should have stopped, and then you know, and it's the impact. You know, thinking about Phil, he was really close to his mum, and his you know his mum had separated from his dad, so you know it's the, the loneliness that that had caused. With with Katie more recently, it's like she's main breadwinner in a family. You know, she's got a daughter and a granddaughter, new, uh, newly born. So it's the impact there, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's on my mind a lot. And it all coincided with the release of um, the, the new Beatles record, mm. which, of mm. course, is... And the Day of the Dead, which is the same... in Within the same couple of days. And, um, you know, the Beatles thing is very much about, you know relationships and the need to continue relationships and stay in contact and feel part of other people's lives. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's very morbid. This, I should throw a joke in or something like that to keep it up to sort of the usual talking cod um, thingy. But it just, it really, really struck me and it, and it's been on my mind so much. Mm. Is it because of the, similar kind of age and background thing you think that's mm. you know does it yeah. make it because you uh, yeah, well, yeah. I, I get you're more connected as a as a family you know your blood relations for example and you kind of you know to a degree you sometimes expect it particularly when they become ill but when it's a friend who you've not been in touch with for a while mm. and especially somebody of a similar age to you as well you've got like mm. a different type of connection you know like a mm. it's a choice almost isn't it when you have a friend you choose to be friends yeah. rather than you know you just so you know 
you push together because of you know your blood relatives. Yeah, and you've got a shared story. That shared story that I mentioned. Yeah, there. you know, you yeah. come together because you like certain things, or you're part of a certain friends group, or you're part of a you know musical thing. As as has happened with me, you know, and and then that then it, that in itself is a chapter in a book, you know, in your book or their book, and then whereas your family are brilliant but we don't share other than perhaps our you know immediate family but you know the extended family and and we don't share the sort of the day-to-day experience and the stories that bring us all together that sounds terrible I don't mean it no, like I don't that. think it does. Hopefully. I don't think it does. Yeah. No, I think there's, there's 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 a choice in it with a friend, though, isn't it? That's the thing. When yeah. when it's a friend, yeah. you know, you you've chosen to spend time in each other's company with with family. Yeah, you, you you do have some choice, but you're connected because you you are family. You are relatives. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think that's you know to me that's one of the things that stands out there. It's as and my it dad is, always says: you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your family. <laughs> So I said there needed to be a joke, so there you go. One from Bad Joke Frank. You feel better now? I do. Dev, have you lost any friends? Not recently, uh, no. But earlier on, when I was younger, yeah, a couple of lads that I went to school with, one was one was a bit of an edder, you know, and he, he, he passed away because of an illness, but probably his lifestyle and some of the stuff he did for probably didn't you know lead you know help him very much uh, from that perspective and again another guy who was one of my really 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 good mates at high school left high school and we went to college and stuff he didn't come to college with us but we were all still in that in that in that club in that raving scene and 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 dave just took it to another level you know mm. uh, and progressed and progressed and progressed and it, and it was the drugs that killed him at the end of the day you know it, it was he went from, I mean, no drugs are good, but he went from one extreme to the other, you know, and it finished him off, you know, and he, he was a lad that came, when I grew up, well, I knew him at college, the most perfect family, had absolutely everything. Do you know what I mean? It was like, if you were to look at the, per, if you were to put on paper what 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 a family, the most perfect family could be, that's what he had. And it, mm-hmm. and it was complete opposite. It, it all all fell to pieces so so and it's weird talking about it it's weird talking about it because when it i'm not super superstitious but this is a conversation that i would never probably have because i don't want to talk about it just in case something happens you know Mm. and so not recently not friend not friends recently but i think you're both right i think the relationship the way we look at it and interpret it is significantly different and one is because it's your family and the other part is because of your friends and maybe it is the blood thing with family or i don't know families you sort of maybe not the expect it i don't that's not the right way to put it but your friend you see more of your you see more of yourself in your friends than you do potentially in your family you are the right. your family is your family and you act in that way because that's the family isn't it but your mates are culturally similar to yourself, yeah. you know. You it's a get tribe, to, isn't it? It is. It's a tribe. It is. True. So if one yeah. of those individuals dies, it's very relevant to yourself. And, yeah. and when anybody when anybody dies or – in fact, that's another thing as well, you know. It used to be – you used to say such a body's died or, you know, we also talk of diet, death and die. Now it, it's such a body's past. You know, the terminology is changing. It's, yeah. it's, a bit, it's a bit weird. and But – for a friend to die, a particular our age now, it is so so relevant. To you, you question mm. to yourself, he, he, he's gone. What about me? What that could be me? That you know, I, mm. I and you, you really really do question it. In I think more than if it was a as a family member, it, you know. It, but I've got friends that haven't been too good, you know, that haven't been well, or I've had things that have come up, and and that scares me, you know, because. You know, you you worry for them, don't you? And and also, death. You, it scares me not as much as it used to do, but it it does. It, 
it does frighten me because I don't want I want to be here forever. There's mm-hmm. a lot that I want to do. I mean, even so much so when we got together last Christmas, you know, when I got the books from, uh, we, I got everybody a book, didn't I? Mm. And, my, from do works, yeah. and my book yeah. was Do Death. That was the title oh, of the book, which I started to read. And even though they're not really, you could probably what, read the book in a, an hour, do you reckon? Yeah. Write a book in an hour. Nice and digestible. And nearly a year on, I've still not, I've still not finished it. And that's because I start reading it and then I stop reading it. But when you think that the, our, our, the, the white British culture, let's just call it, you know, whatever you want to call it, that's, you know, is we don't talk about it, you know, where, mm. where other cultures talk about death and celebrate it, you know, mm. so they understand yeah. what's coming. They mm. plan for it. And I really do believe that if you do that, it will make your day-to-day life will be a lot simpler and you'll be a lot more present and a lot more relevant relevant and appreciate mm. the things that you've got rather than the things that you want because out of all of it and we definitely have said this before you can have billions in the bank but when your time's up you cannot rock up and go take my money mm. and a couple of years. you can't it, it's it's, no. it's worth fuck all that money you know it's worth nothing but it's also our age, Phil, as well, you know, and this is why we yeah. do what we do and we talk about what we talk about. We're also middle-aged. Yeah. So you're going, do you know what? 48, coming up on 50, good stint, what can I have? Well, I want to, li- I want to be a centenarian. I want to be 200 and odd, you know. Or, or, but what, am I, what on a good day, what have I got? Another 25 years, 85. Mm. 85? My word, I've nearly done 50 of them. It's, yeah. you start, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's very, very poignant isn't it so it's like it's like that bit on holiday you know if you go on like a week's holiday right and it gets to wednesday and you start thinking oh i've only got a few more days left (laughs) it's like that isn't it once you get to sort of 40 it's like oh my goodness am i on the other side of this you know of this holiday (laughs) well if i if i said to you boys right you can have a you can have a hundred million quid right but you've only got two after, but you've only got another two weeks. Would you take the cash? You wouldn't, would you? But the majority of people in life are obsessed with cash money. and possession yeah. and money. Yeah. And it means nothing. It may, don't get me wrong, it may get you a certain amount of additional or better healthcare. It might get you to the front of the queue quicker. It might enable in certain circumstances to, to ex- depending on what's going on, do you, do you know what I mean? It, with you, it might do that. It might give you more options to do other things. But if it was as, if it was as black and white as take the cash and you've got two weeks, who's going to take that? I don't, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking carefully about that now. <laughs> I knew he'd, I knew he'd, no. I knew Andy would counter that. He, I knew just, it. Oh, I like you've got it. To hear it's me, good. You, it's good. Hear me out on this one. Hear me out on this one. Do you know someone who's cryogenics? Is that <laughs> <it>? <laughs> uh, Dave, it's yeah. Just, it's just got to be Andy and Michael Jackson popping up in the year 2079. <laughs> no. let, me, let me, um, let, let me explain what I mean about this. Cause I've actually been thinking about this, you know, it's, Talking about cryogenics, are you still with us there, Dave? Are you still warming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I like the legs. It's all planned, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's as if we spoke about it before. Isn't it? We didn't, uh, just to caveat that. No, no, no. no. Um, so I've, I've spoken a lot about lifespan, a lot about, you know, longevity is really important to me, particularly because of the reasons I've said I've lost that many relatives that I don't want to go down the same path, you know. So, I, I've I've constantly got this fear that the Grim Reapers are around the corner. You know, I, it's not. You know, I, I don't imagine like a you know a bloke dressed in black with a you know with a big scythe or a sickle or something like that actually going to chop my head off. But it is literally, you know, I, I've not gone a year of my life without losing a, a, a family member. It's just that's just how it is. So I'm paranoid since losing since losing my dad, especially about cancer, because the, the, almost every one of them has been taken by cancer. So lifespan, the length of my, my life is less important than the quality of my life. So health span's more important than lifespan. And I'm kind of ripping this off Peter Atia because he talks about this a lot in his podcast and in his books, is about living longer is not necessarily living a better life. 
So if we if we live to say 85, 90, but 20, 25 years of that is in a care home, I think I'd rather die sooner. You know, imagine that kind of life living being kept alive. I think that's what the medical system does at the moment. This, you know, medicine 2.0 is about keeping people alive, not keeping them well, if you know what I mean. It's, it's, that's, that's what I mean by this. So if it's a set like, you know, I get what you say. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, that's it's not, not about black and white. It's not the it? length yeah. of life I'm bothered it's about. Quality, what I'm bothered yeah. about is, yeah, it's the quality, not, yeah, the, not the quality for me. This is where I'm coming from. This is a different thing now. So, I'm not saying I want to die in two weeks. I want to. I want to live. I, I want to live for a long time. But I want to live happily for a long time. But also, I want to live around people who are happy for a long time. If you know what I mean. I, I think I've said in previous podcasts that the, the thing I fear most is loneliness. I just, it's a horrible thing. Maybe there's something happened in my past which has led to this. I don't. I don't really know. I'm, I'm not good in isolation for a long period of time. Still the case now. I need to be around people. I'm not unique in that respect. I'm not saying there's anything weird about it. Um, so I'm more afraid of being alive, lonely than dying. That's that's what I mean by that. So if you were to say, like, you know, he's two hundred million quid, but you're going to die in two weeks, that ain't to keep me alive. That's so I can start creating a legacy. That's like quick. I'm gonna. I've got two weeks to save as many lives as possible. So there's an equation here. So if say for example, you know, somebody needs like a life saving treatment, I'm paying for it. You know, if somebody's like, you know, can get the hearing back or the eyesight back, or there's a child who can walk again, if you can pay, you know, if you can find a million pounds for them, I would happily give my life up knowing that I could save and extend the lives. So, so, okay. So you've got, but, but the question is, you've got all that cash, but you've only got two, you're not, you're, you're living a good life. You're absolutely fine. You can have that cash. Okay. But you can, and if you take it, you've only got two weeks. If not, you crack mm. on as normal. In mm. your own head, you would sacrifice yourself for the money to pass it on to other people. Is that what you're saying? At this period of time, I'd find it a difficult decision. Seriously, but seriously, seriously, but in, seriously, I, hell, I, I've that's, achieved, that's... I've achieved that much in my life. Am I? Like, I, I know I'm going to the grave a happy person. You know, I, I feel oh, like man. I've achieved more than I've thought. I, the thing that holds me back, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm not suicidal or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to die. I've got Brandon, Kirsten and Nikki. They're, they're my priorities. So if I went now or in two weeks' time, that's devastating for my family. So they're my mo- that's my biggest priority. But if somebody went, you've got the capability of saving hundreds of lives by sacrificing yours. That's a no-brainer to me. That's so you just oh fucking hell! That's just <laughs> who, completely who blown. Who wouldn't? What? Who wouldn't? Me? Probably me. Oh, guys, I wouldn't do what. So no, I've got so the holy shit. It's, so, all, it's all about legacy and impact, isn't well, it? it? It's legacy. not just about living. But if, you, but if you're alive, you can still create can, legacy yeah, and impact legacy, by yeah. being there for those other people. Yeah. It's, the, it's almost like an algorithm. Like imagine, like you could save a hundred lives by sacrificing yours. No, that's a real, that's no, a real easy thing I, to I, decide. I wouldn't do it. Really? Oh, well, yeah, without a doubt, because I've still got uh, Christ Almighty. I might be able to do that within, and that does that in that two weeks. But think about if I'm here for longer in good health. Think about what I can do just by being here. And now I'm talking about from making Doris at the post office smile or being able to really help somebody doing something else. It literally is, without a doubt, keep your cash, I'm keeping going. Yeah. Oh, my. I wouldn't I wouldn't even... No. I wouldn't even... So here's the thing, isn't it? Here's the thing. You could die in two weeks anyway. And well, of course, yeah, but you but you're bringing in some other metrics now. You can't bring it. You can't. You can't bring. You can't. You can't bring in other things. This is like having a conversation with my wife. And I love it a bit. But the question is, it's as black as this is a proper pub conversation. This as well, isn't it? It's that way. And when you're about five or six pints into it, it gets a bit blurry. But the the the, the principle of it is. You can have this cash, but you've got two weeks. That's it. Or don't have the cash and crack on. I'd have to. Do, you'd have to give me a window of opportunity to do some research. What I could do with the cash first. It's not as black and white to me. Though. Oh my word! That's that. I mean, fair play, mate. That has just my mind has gone. Mm. You blow my mind uh, really? without a doubt. Oh, well. Maybe it's just the way I'm wired up. I don't know. 
Don't get, just don't get me wrong. I, I don't want to die. I'm, I'm very happy to live. And going back to that point about health span, I, I, what I'm worried about now with, with the way the health system is, particularly in this country, it, it doesn't encourage living a better quality of life, just a longer life, if you know what I mean. It's like, you know, give people drugs to keep well, them alive. Well, it's, it's preserved, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's There's and not and any the prevention. Thing. There's nothing that – we don't have a healthcare system that works in a preventative way, which is like if you live like this, it could potentially present, prevent this, this, and this. Everybody does what they want, and then the time you need something, it, then it's, it's basically preserving, isn't it? Or it's fixing it through, through, through prescribed drugs. In, in a lot but we of could e- we could invest more in simple things like we were talking before Dave about you know training and exercising for example it's it's, it's the best drug there is for keeping you alive you're exercising it's been proven over millennia you look after yourself you're going to live longer that's a really simple thing to decide you know it's, it's really easy I suppose what we're talking about is something a bit different though when it's out of your control or when it's yeah. unfair I think yeah. you know yeah. you know we, you know going back to that point, Phil, you know, we, we, there's, there's various ways of looking at this, you know, the, the people have, I mean, I've, I've lost, I lost a friend. I found out a few years ago that a, a guy I went to school and had died and that really hit me hard because I, I, I didn't know about it. I felt yeah. sad yeah, yeah, yeah. that I didn't know about it at the time. Yeah. I'm like, but we were really good mates. Why didn't anybody tell me? But when I did find out, I was, I was devastated. I was really, really gutted because we went to school together. I remember us sitting down at parties together, just chatting about stuff. We, we played football together, all kinds of stuff. And in the grand scheme of things, his, the impact on my life he had was minimal, but it still really, really shocked me. And I couldn't quite understand how I felt. And it, it wasn't, I think it was because that's just, as you were saying before, life can be just really unfair sometimes. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. The person I'm talking about took a lot of drugs as well, Dave. <laughs> and it's, we, I think we all concluded that he, he inadvertently ended his own life by his lifestyle choices. And that's, that's a different thing altogether. I'm not saying people who don't look after themselves should die, but the chances of dying younger when you're not looking after yourself are greatly increased. But that's, that's, that's less relevant to what we're talking about now, Phil. I think it's, it's the impact it has on others, which is the yeah. sad part of it. And yeah, should we spend more time celebrating life when we're alive rather than thinking, holy shit, I should have done that one. You know, you, you read, you know, read these tales about, you know, people who work, who, who work with those who are, who are literally dying, you know, people who work in hospices and they can tell you the things that people say to them. I wish I'd spent more time with my family, for example. I wish I'd spent more time having fun. You know, I should have worked less. And, you know, they're, they're very, very consistent things. And we, the answers the answers are in front of us. We should yeah. just be, you know, living together in communities, loving each other, supporting each other. Money isn't important. You're absolutely right, Dave. It isn't important when you've got each other, you've got your health. Money's just currency that's all it is the most important currency probably there's probably two parts of that algorithm is the length of your life and the quality of your life and money does is, is irrelevant but what what it does what it what it does for me feel sometimes is like i do go into a, a dark hole once in a while not necessarily because i'm upset or sad about it i just often ponder you know am i living the best life i'm living right now could i be doing something more impactful could i be not necessarily happier, but could I be living my purpose a little bit more? Am I doing what I should be doing? Am I working for the sake of working just to put money in the bank? Yeah. Am I working because I'm, as we, as we said before, Dave, you know, I'm, I'm having a legacy. I'm smiling at people. Mm-hmm. When the weather's the way it is as, or has been, I should be outside just chatting with people rather than online, for example. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing to, to think about. So what, what, how are you now feel about it? This is a week ago. How, yeah, how do you feel yeah, now no, about it? Like, like I say, it's been on my mind and it's sort of, it's triggered lots of other thoughts, like you say, about these sort of two other people that, that, that two other friends that, that have, that have, that have, that, that went as well. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's lots and lots of other people, but um, as you say, there might be people that you've kind of lost touch. Well, you really lost touch with and were, you know, um so I, I still feel sad and um one of the things because it was it was 
it coincided with that Beatles track and the Day of the Dead, um, which then culturally you, you kind of almost the sort of mini process I went through of thinking about Katie, thinking about Phil, thinking about Kendrick um, was almost that Day of the Dead kind of thing. Because culturally, that's what that's all about. I know it's sort of a lot of it is about family, but remembering those we've lost in a sort of collective way, you know, and, and, and with the day of the dead, that is a focus, isn't it? In, in Mexico, that, that it's a focus on one day where people think about those people and celebrate their lives and that kind of thing. So maybe, maybe all that thing, all that kind of stuff, I don't know, just came together, but it did make me think about, you know, that whole thing of when you do lose touch with people and we never, you know, we never, we never kind of think of getting back in touch, even though sometimes you might. And, and cause we quite and often end up in our immediately immediate friends groups. And as we've said, Dave, you've said this, our friends groups kind of shrink naturally over time. That doesn't mean perhaps we shouldn't, you know, sometimes reconnect with people we've not seen for a while. So as a result of this, you know, a mutual friend, um, I'm going to hopefully meet up with in a, in a, in a couple of weeks. Cause you think, well, you know, God, we've not spoken for ages, so we bloody well should. Mm. Um, and it, part of me just feels a bit like that, that I just want to kind of try and reconnect with people a little bit more because that idea of, the, 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 again, with friends, former friends, the loss when it's unexpected and there are, and the, the story's just ended and the conversation's just ended. Uh, maybe it feels a lot more difficult than where, you know, if you had, if you do keep in touch with people more proactively, um, maybe some of those things are easier to deal with. I don't know. I really don't know. But it kind of gets that balance back again though, doesn't it? And it's really sad and it happens every day people die and people die unexpectedly as well, more often than not. But when these things happen, they don't happen to us. They just happen. I think that's the important yeah. thing, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. not happening to yeah. me. I'm just responding yeah. to some yeah. an external yeah. factor, and I'm not being cold and you know lacking empathy no. by saying that. But that's that, that's the human condition. We respond to external stimuli. What makes us res- you know makes us feel in a different way. We think about it, and we feel in a different way. And it sounds like what you what you're kind of feeling now is that. You know, sometimes I I felt guilt that I oh, I should have been, I should have spent more time talking to that person. I should have stayed in mm. touch with my friends a little bit more. But I suppose it's it, I suppose it's more a case of when when people do pass away, die, or whatever you want to say, it makes us remember not just them, but that with other people that we can still still spend some more time with. You yeah. Know, it, yeah. The, the equal and opposite reaction to that or the opposite of that grief is that happiness that I've got an opportunity to do something about the other people, if you like, rather than wallowing in pity, you know, and it's okay to do that for a period of time just to come to terms with it. But what comes after that? You know, what comes after that level of grief? You know, what what do we do about it? Do you do anything differently about it? Otherwise, that person's died for no reason. Mm. Or do you reconnect with your family and friends or, you know, reach out to those people who were suffering or, you know, maybe once a year reach out to the, you know, the people who've lost relatives and just say, thinking about you today. And do you remember that? And do you remember this? You know, so maybe that's what it is. And the other thing that occurs, and I often like to think about the opposite version. When we are sad, it's, it's quite good that we're sad once in a while because it kind of shows that we do have empathy and, you know, to have sadness, you, you know what happiness feels like. And that's the, that to me, that's what the opposite is. So we've still got that opportunity to be happy. I think I've gone off, gone off on one there, haven't we? No, it's, no, it's, no, it's, yeah, it's right. You know, we, it is the sort of, 
moment for reflection, isn't it? That you go, well, you know, by the um, by the grace of God, be interested to see what Nick, the vicar, might mm. uh, add light to this sort of conversation because we touched on it briefly. Uh, but by the grace of God, whether, whatever you believe um, in 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 a higher power, but by the grace of God, I am still here, and I still have you know, the things around me that are important and, you know, have the opportunity to do stuff I enjoy and I feel has an impact and all those kind of things. And with that comes, you know, some uh, some degree of, well, a great, de- a great degree of gratitude because it is a, re- it's a reflection. We, we, you know, we all worry about death from time to time but because of the nature of it we don't it doesn't occupy our mind all the time unless you're in in the early 80s and you you know been bombarded with uh, various sort of advertising campaigns about what's going on in the world and um, but sometimes when you are forced to think about uh death it, it it does sort of force you to face what's good Mm. Immediately, there, there is no, it's no death without life, is there? So that's, maybe that's where we look at things. Um, I mean, think. Speaking of ending things, are you still with us, there, Dave? Have, have, you, have you got rigor mortis? <laughs> still here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good, good. Glad you're still glad you're still with us. <laughs> that, that's a good thing. Uh, quick fire. You know what quick fire means, don't you? We do. I do. Okay, quick fire. Quick fire. Um, what, but if anyone wants a recap, oh, that's it again. No, it's all right. Yeah, put it in the show notes. Um, what, what do we think about the um, the Beatles track? Them. Love it. I think it's a little, love it. I. Well, funny thing, because I say it's quick round, isn't it? Um, <laughs> no, I love it. I think uh, my immediate reaction uh, was, it, it, no, it, it's a grower. You know, it's a great track. And, be, you know, just because it doesn't sound like Let It Be or, you know, any one of the many instant classics that the Beatles knocked out um, is a is a it's a beautiful track. Mm, yeah, I agree. What do you think, Dave? Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, I've never really been into the Beatles, you know. Obviously, you, you, everyone's aware of them. They know quite a lot of the tracks and stuff like that. So I wasn't, when, when they announced it, I wasn't like, well, yeah, look, I'm waiting for this. But I listened to it and thought, yeah, that's pretty cool because it sounded like if they were still here, this is what they should sound like. But then it also reminded me a lot of other stuff, you know, how – a lot of other groups that are, you know, a lot, a lot of other music that's already out there that's taken influence from the Beatles. If you didn't know it was from, from the Beatles, by the Beatles, mm. you'd be like, oh, it could be by them or it could be by, you know, the, these guys here. So, yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool. And I think the way they've done it, I think the story behind it, the way it's, the way, the way it's happened and the way they've done it is really cool. And the fact that they're saying this is it, it's like, wow, what a nice way to sign off. Yeah, no. they've chosen that closure, you know, haven't they? Yeah, I think that's very that's. Cool. I think it's quite relevant to what we're talking about. You it, know, it's it, nice it to have the choice. Yeah, no, I think that's it. That is, it's exactly that. I think that's probably why it was a nice thing to hear because it is about closure mm. for that band. Uh, even though, ironically half of the band will have had the closure from it. But, you know, the tape was passed from John Lennon via Yoko to mm. Paul to finish. Paul, mm. George and Ringo tried to finish it in 1995 and couldn't because of technology. And then he finally finished. So the intent was always there, wasn't it? Yeah. That's the brilliant yeah. thing. The intent, this is the coda. This is how this story ends. And it took 40 years to happen, but it ended. Mm. And it, it also sounds very right for now. If yeah. you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. The way yeah. things, you know, the world is, it just feels, it just feels right, you know? Mm. Yeah. 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 I really like it as well. Definitely. I mean, there would, it, I, I hear what you're saying, Dave, as well. You know, you could, 
I can hear Oasis in that yeah. without any yeah. shadow of a doubt. You know, it's a really obvious one. And I think it's very relevant to what we're talking about as well. You know, that that song, you can't help but reflect upon losing friends and the memories of losing friends. Have you, have yeah. you seen the video as well? Yeah, oh my goodness, yeah. Oh, it's, 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 so it's great. It's heartbreaking and heartbreaking, heartbreaking at the same time. And it's, yeah, exactly. Stupid stuff's happening and you're yeah. welling up at the same time, you know. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's beautiful and tragic at the same time, yeah. isn't it? And I love how it kind of goes backwards. It almost like yeah. it's a journey going backwards. Yeah, it's yeah, regressing yeah, into yeah, the childhood yeah. and to what well, that, that last white, 30 seconds, then, it's yeah. like, wow. You know, that's yeah. you remembering those times with your friends when you're that age, when you just yeah. kind of yeah. you got your life in front of you. So I think it was a really, yeah. really, yeah. really beautiful yeah. video and yeah. song. I, I really yeah. like the song. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a big fan. So another another quick fire question then before we Ooh. kind of wrap up. Um, what are you going to do then? And this is kind of more directed at you, Phil. The consequence of of that loss. What's your reaction? What are you going to do because of that? On the one hand, it's sort of about trying to reconnect with people along along the way because it's too easy to lose contact with people uh, that quite have been very present in your life uh, because we all grow up and we all have families and we all have all this kind of stuff. So a process of reconnecting with people that have been just important for whatever reason, whatever moment, you know, I just I want to do that. Uh, and the other thing was just it just to value the day more, you know, to value this moment. Yeah, nice. Mm. I like that. I like that. Yeah, a lot. You I know, because like it's it's too easy to get stuck in the past. It's too easy to worry about the future, and it's a very Buddhist thing, isn't it? And and a oh, stoic thing, why? Right? You know, but you know, today's today. We talk about this. It's like practically every episode we end up on this one. Mm. But today is today, and 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 the stuff immediately around you is the stuff you can affect. Yeah, um, you know. And I know it's quick fire, but just, just you know, this week taking stock of a few things. I, I, you know, I've been involved in some really great projects. You know, personal family. Um, Projects free work and projects free sort of the rest of life that that, that are going all mm. right and having an impact and meaningful all those kind of things. So yeah, you know you've got to go. You know I I I, I can take that. Mm, I like that. I'll, I'll go next before you then. Yeah, Dev. Um, I'm I'm at the doctor's tomorrow. I'm going to get every test I can I can possibly get. Well, man, check just up to make sure. Well, man, check yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. The whole th- and the whole thing, the whole thing, blood, heart. I want the whole thing doing. Just get it all checked out. Uh, so that's that's one thing I'm going to do. And, and the other thing I'm going to do is um, I often do this when I'm speaking with others. Ask people, like, you know, what's what's the aim? What's the big picture here? Not just the present right here and now. What's what's the purpose? You know, what's the purpose of your life? What's the purpose of you doing what you're doing? So I'm going to revisit that for myself now because it's it's uh, it's a question I don't ask myself very often. What's the big yeah. picture? You know, what's, yeah. the, what's the big aim? What's the intention? What do I want people to uh, remember me by? There was, you know, Dave, when you mentioned about the, the Do series of books, the you gifted me, thank you, the Do Earth book. Um, and in that book, the author says she did um, an exercise like the 80-year-old exercise. You're looking back as an 80-year-old. What have you yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you achieved as an 80-year-old? What yeah. are you most proud of? I think it's a really great exercise to look at going. It's a nice age to, to, you know, to be quite proud of, but also what have I achieved in my life? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to revisit that exercise. So thank you for the book again, Dave. I've got to, yeah, I've got to try and... Yeah, that, it, so Dave gave himself the, what was it, the do... Do death. Do death. He gave you do earth. Why did yeah. he give me do one? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I'll get me coat. <laughs> Which was something Phil used to say, little Phil. Oh, give me counts. Give me counts. Moving counts. on swiftly. Dev, <laughs> what are you going to do as a consequence of our discussion today? It's been good, guys. You know, always good. I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Out, mate. I'm, I'm going to go and warm up. I'm going <laughs> to oh, I'm going to go. Is your brain malfunctioning now? It's, yeah. it's slipping away. I'm going to warm up. Yeah, no, I like, I like, 
Do you know what? I think what you both, Phil, what you said was absolutely spot on. Picking up on the book thing, and you know, I need to finish the book. I do mm, need yeah. to finish the yeah, book, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, okay. I've started. I started doing the whole death planning thing, and I found it quite therapeutic. And it also is good for simplifying stuff and it makes you just go, do you know what? We are lucky to have what we have and be doing what we're doing. And I think that's so, so important that not get caught up in that and dragged into the more, more, more element of it, you know? Yeah. If you're all right, your family's all right, your friends are all right. Happy days, guys, you know? What more? What more when are you going to finish that book? When am I going to finish it? Yeah, I'm holding well, you to account. It, it should only take a, an hour or so to read, and I've had it for like, what, nine months? So when we get together at Christmas, hopefully I'll be able to say I've read it. <laughs> so you, you, you're telling me it's going to take you a good six weeks? Maybe, to, to, mate. To find an hour <laughs> and a half of a maybe, book? Maybe, maybe. I should Don't, read it. It's not the hour and a half, though, is it? It's it's facing what it says. Yeah. That's, that's, you know. It's, it's like a, a goal to read. The ideal is to read it before I go to bed, but then I'm going, oh, I don't really want to go to bed thinking about it. Yeah, is that is that? Like, you know maybe read I mean? it in the morning then. Maybe that's that's your morning thing then. Maybe. But then his day's ruined, isn't it? This is the <laughs> Not problem. Necessarily. Maybe that's what we're talking pretty, about. You know maybe what? that's the way we think, though, life. isn't it? We shouldn't think like that. I guess you know. Anyway. Is that the purpose of the book to get you to think about life, not death? It's yeah. It's about getting your shit together, um, so right. that you know, ultimately, the you, you, the by doing it. It brings a lot of positives to everything, your day-to-day. You live simpler. You mm. appreciate more things. You're able to – you can you can be there for people who are experiencing – who are going through a grieving process potentially. And also, you know, to celebrate life, you know, to celebrate it. I've joked many times about when I pass away at my funeral, I want to be put on a raft and I want mm. to and, – and I would genuinely love that. To, <laughs> if that could happen – That'd be me, you know, that'd be me. I've also started to write down what I want on my gravestone, if it is a gravestone, or maybe it's just like laser beams and light. (laughs) (laughs) A projector. Do you know what I mean? Dave was here. (laughs) Yeah, but it it just, the process of it is really, really, it's quite therapeutic, you know, because it, it puts shit into perspective very, very, very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, final thoughts from you, Phil, before we go, has this been, uh, has this been a useful conversation for you? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's something, I, I, I think that's why I know it's very morbid, but I just, I just thought it was useful for us all to talk about this because I know like people our age, we, it is something we have to face. Um, and, and I say face not in a in a face it for yourself kind of way, but face that people we love around us are going to disappear. And it does feel different. I keep laboring it, but it does feel different to lose friends. It does, and, mate. I think you're right. To lose family. And I'm not saying mm. one, one is worse than the other, but I mm. think there is a difference to the two things. And, mm. and I do think it is, like, and Dave sort of hit on that thing about, you know, tribe and troop. And I mentioned this thing about sort of this shared stories, shared chapters in life. And I think that's it. You know, I, I think that's it. It's, um, so yeah, I know. I'm, I'm glad we did. We, we've done this. Hope it sort of resonates with some people as well. Um, and if anyone, here's the thing, right? When we post this on LinkedIn and our various socials, if anyone wants to use it as an opportunity to put a note on for someone that passed from their immediate yeah, nice. thingy, I like it. That's a you know, yeah. let's do that. Not and, and face it, and you know. And feel okay about sharing that. Mm. That's what I'd yeah. say. That's a nice. That's a nice touch. Yeah. So a nice, a nice one to remember people by. Good point. And I'll, I'll just add. Yeah, I've, I've needed this, this episode today because I was feeling a little bit, a uh, bit lonely, shall we say? Um, just gets me to appreciate life a little bit. Yeah. More when, when I see your lovely faces and <laughs> warm Phil and freezing Dave, it's really good to, <laughs> to see you and have that conversation. Yeah, I'm going to go stick the Easter on now, even even higher. Yeah, yeah, do it. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate you bringing this 
to to the show today, Phil. I think it was um, it's quite a brave one to talk about when you can we kind of expose our feelings to to people who we never mm. even will may not even meet our yeah. listeners, for example. So yeah. thanks for that, and hopefully our listeners will uh, will benefit and appreciate. So and if you do, just drop us a note on that subject. If you're still with us, Dave, do you want to talk us out of the show? I am, I am. I'm going to do it quickly and I can warm up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been class, it's been class. I always say this, it's always good, good therapy for us, you know, to all our listeners that are out there and the building listener community in, in the digital world and also joining us on Talking uh, Walking Cod. Next event coming mm. up soon. We will give you some more information on that. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, give us a like, give us a share, a subscribe, you know, a comment. If you a comment, would be great. Uh, you want to get involved? Drop us an email at hello at talking talking. <laughs> Drop us an email at hello talking at talking code, mate. Talking <laughs> Drop us an email at talkingcod.com. And we'll uh, we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Dave. Nice Cheers. one, boys. Thanks, Phil. Love you guys. Thanks, uh, see you soon. Thanks.